Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to worldserveintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to another edition of the Student Leadership Podcast by Lead the Generation. And uh, we're joined again by Micah Mack. Uh, Gil, we had such a great conversation with him in the earlier episode. It was so good. So students, if you missed that episode, the first episode with Micah, then you should just like pause this one, scroll back and hit that one first. Um, But Micah's with us again. If you don't know Micah, man, you're going to want to know him and you definitely want to connect with him uh, after you listen to this podcast. But uh, Micah's an evangelist, uh, travels full time. Prior to that was a youth pastor, uh, currently based out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Micah, what's up? Good to have you with us again. Hey, it's great to be with you guys and uh, excited for uh, round two here. It's going to be go. great. Yep. Yeah, we, I hope you're also excited for round two of our icebreaker questions because I have another new thing I want you to predict here. You predicted pickleball. That's your that's your guess on next, next biggest sport. So, okay, so over the last probably 10, 20 years, we have seen a lot of fitness trends come and go, right? A lot of like interesting styles of like working out or people who are really big into like, obviously like CrossFit was a big thing. It's still a thing, but that was like a really big trending thing for a while before it kind of settled into like more normal life. What is the next big fitness trend that you think people are going to get on board with? Like Peloton's up there right now, I think, where people are like, oh, I can go bike riding in like the Swiss Alps and stuff well, like that. Well, you know, Peloton went crazy, especially during COVID when everyone was quarantined. Like yes. they were like sold out forever. But um, Mike, Mike is a fitness dude. It's a good yeah, question I, for him. Yeah. I want to like yeah. pick some good stocks around what he's saying here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like <laughs> predict me, predict it. And Gil's like a finance dude because in every podcast he mentions things like Roth IRA and drops Dave Ramsey's name as if you're on like a first name basis with him. But Micah, to you, fitness trend coming. Well, I'm going to switch it up a little bit and just make a prophetic prediction here. And right away from the bat, I predicted that pickleball is going to be the new sport that blows up on the scene. You're going to see it in the Olympics. You're going to see it all over the place. But I am going to ignore his fitness question, and I am going to make a, a financial prediction. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Gil, you're making Gil so happy right now. Yep. So here's the deal. I need to start off by saying right off the bat, what I'm about to say is not financial advice. <laughs> I am not Don't a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. The reason why I say this is so I do not get sued by a student (laughs) listening. This is not financial advice. Here we go. Here's my prediction. Bring it. My prediction is that crypto is for real and it's not phony, that it is the future. It is potentially digital gold. And um, 
I'm a believer. That's all I'm going to say. When you look at big tech and you look at what's happening in the world, all the markets, the different players that are in, they're starting to shift more that way. So I am curious to know Gil's take on that. This is not financial advice. Oh, right? I think I, I I think my take on it is it feels like the was it 1949 with the big old gold rush in like San Francisco or whatever. That's kind of what it feels like. It is the wild west right now. Get out there and get your like, you know, Shiba Inu coin and get your random meme coins and hopefully you strike gold. There is probably some more logic to that, but I don't know it. I know actually Aaron's son is in the room and would be able to speak a lot more intelligently about that than I could. I just think well, I, I think Pan for gold, man. Go for it and have some fun. I feel like, Micah, you and I are going to be like speaking at a convention somewhere one day, and you're going to be taking an offering in crypto. That's what I think it's going <laughs> to You You might be the first evangelist to did do you, it. Did you know there are church management groups right now that are developing crypto giving apps and crypto giving links for church members to give crypto via tithe and commissions and all that? That's going on right now. Like crazy. that's being developed crazy. and already happening. Crazy. Very crazy. All right. This is not financial advice. <laughs> I need to say that. This is we not got that. financial advice. We got these that. The disclaimer. Guys, these are three guys equipping students who are listening <laughs> to other guys on where to put money. But this is not financial advice. All right. Cool. The disclaimer has been clearly stated. And uh, if we're nervous at all, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes as well. But uh, uh, <laughs> now you might, Mike, you might be getting DMs from students like asking for financial advice moving forward like who knows just like just just ignore those ones but um give us uh give us some advice on leadership though see what i did there oh, that, was, that, was that was a good was, segue yeah yeah uh so give us give us advice on leadership um we got students that are listening we got youth pastors that listen and um and uh if you're if you are a regular listener on the podcast then you know our assumption is that you're doing that because you want to grow as a leader and um so we bring on incredible leaders like micah to to pour into us and invest in us. So talking about investment now, making another segue here, right? Uh, Invest in our student leaders, Micah. What do you have from today? Yeah, I got a thought for you guys today. And here's, here's what it is, is you are not, you're not a minister someday. You are a minister right now. You're not a minister when someone hands you credential papers and says, welcome to this group of ministers. You're not a minister then. You are a minister right now now. And to think that ministers associated to getting papers or getting credentialed or ordained, very helpful, very beneficial. I myself have walked through that process. However, don't get caught in the mindset or the trap that you're officially a minister when you get a title put on you. No, you are not. You are a minister of the gospel the moment you said yes to Jesus. And there's this thinking out there we still see it in the church today that the pastor does everything. The missionary does everything. The person who's called by God does everything. In the Old Testament, God gave us priests, yes, to help facilitate, ordinate, all those different things. We see that. However, in the New Testament, there's a switch. There's a switch to everyone being called a royal priesthood, everyone called to being a minister of the gospel. And so, I just want to empower you today with this leadership thought that ministry isn't tomorrow. Ministry isn't someday. No, ministry is today. And God's given you everything you need to become that minister right now. So that's kind of my thought. And I'm excited to expound more on that uh, here in a little bit with you guys. Yeah, I like I like the idea specifically that like 
You know, I, I think at first glance, this would be easy for students to write off and be like, oh, I don't want to be a minister, minister, so maybe this podcast is not to me. And it's like, no, 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 it's not, it's not about, like, the actual title or the vocation of that. It's about, like, what Christ has called us to do himself when we gave our lives to him. Being a minister is about being a, like, carrier of his presence wherever we go and a carrier of his heart and, like, putting his goals first. Um, and so I like, I like that just kind of an, kind of an idea because I think a lot of students would probably just otherwise write that off, right? They'd be like, ah, I don't, I, this, this, this isn't necessarily for me, but tell me, is there, is there like a specific Bible verse that comes to mind with this? I know you talked about the old Testament, the priests and yes, all that. A bunch, a bunch. Look at the savior of the world. The savior of the world is found growing in wisdom and growing in stature. Uh, he, his ministry his public ministry was a span of three years at the age of 30. That's what's estimated. But he wasn't a minister then. He was a minister to himself unto the Lord when he was a young boy, age of 12, found in the synagogue, sitting under the teaching. Um, and so I just think, one, we have the example of Christ, who was a minister even at a young age, growing in the Lord growing in his understanding of God, growing, you see this humanity side of Jesus growing in that. And then also in the New Testament, you see the construct of the church. When Paul says in Ephesians 4, I've given you pastors, apostles, evangelists. Hey, I'm an evangelist. Hey, (laughs) Uh, prophets, teachers. I've given you these people, these callings that are on their life to help equip you, the ministers, to help equip you to do the work of the ministry. So in the New Testament model, I see divine specific callings, right? Pastors, evangelists, apostles, teachers, pastors. I see that divine calling, but I also see, hold on, everybody roped into it because everyone plays a role for the work of the ministry. And so you also see Paul's analogies to the body, how we have a head, Christ, the head of the body, but then you see all these other body parts coming into mind that make up this beautiful body. And so I say all that to say this, you are needed right now within the kingdom. You have an assignment on your life right now within the kingdom. God's given you a youth pastor over your life. God's placed missionaries in your life. God's maybe placed church planners in your life. God has placed these people to equip you to be a minister right now. Now, this is one of the reasons why we have this podcast. We have this podcast to let a whole generation of students know, hey, you're up. And it's not someday. It's right now. God's called you. God's assigned you. God's put you in your school. Right. I'm starting to preach right now, Aaron. God's put you in your school. God's put you in your family. Everywhere you are right now is for his purposes through your life. You see, you see God call you a masterpiece. You see God have good works for you to walk in his purposes for your life. And so everything in the new Testament screams this, Hey, you're a minister today. You're a minister right now. Everywhere you go, his presence is within you. The spirit of God's not in a temple anymore. The spirit of God's not behind a veil anymore. The veil's been torn torn. The spirit lives inside of you. His presence has taken residence, not inside of church buildings, inside of his church, inside of the people of God. So walk confidently into your school. Walk confidently knowing you're a son and a daughter. Walk confidently knowing you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Walk confidently knowing that you've been given the right to become a child of God and become a minister of the gospel. Hmm. It's not tomorrow. It's right 
now. I love it. I'm straight up preaching. Right I know, now. no, it's so no, good. It's so good. I, I'd be if if I was if I was sitting in a room, I'd be shouting, "Amen, amen, amen!" But uh, you know, I mean, it's it, that's just it's so encouraging. Do you, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. So I I love the phrase. I love the phrase. Um, um, you know, we're not a minister one day, we're a minister two day. Right. And that's what you're saying. That that's like, that's the principle. So again, let me, I asked you this question in the, in the earlier episode. Um, cause I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of our podcast blending both inspirational moments, like what we just heard from you, um, with just the practical, uh, what's my first step? How do I do it? So let's address that here for the student listening. Who's like, all right, I get it. I hear the passion. I'm excited. I'm not waiting for one day. It's two day. Where do they start? Man, uh, this can go in so many different directions. I'm curious to know you guys' opinions too. But the Apostle Paul, whenever he wrote his letters, the first half of his letters were always rich in theology. The uh, second half of his letters were rich in practical application. If you want to know the answer of what it means to be a minister today practically, go read the second half of his letters to the churches because he gets straight up practical because he knows everyone in that church is a minister. And so he walks practically in their life to be set up for ministry. One of them comes to mind in Ephesians 4, uh, Ephesians 5, Ephesians 6. You see him walk out. Hey, get rid of bitterness, anger, rage, slander, gossip. Get rid of all these things. Hey, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. Hey, but only what's uh, meant for building up, encouraging, use for the body. Uh, it talks about spiritual gifts in Corinthians. talks about standing strong in the Lord in Ephesians 6 and against the schemes of the enemy. Go read. Go do yourself a favor. Go read the letters to Timothy. You want the most practical application? Go read the letters to Timothy. Here's why. Paul's writing to a young minister in the faith, and he's, string, he's thinking, building him up. He's giving them insight, encouragement. Hey, do everything you can, Timothy. Do everything you can to get godliness. Physical training, it has some value. Working out, getting buff, whatever, getting in shape, that has some value. You want to know what has value right now and forever? Godliness. So do everything you can to train yourself for godliness. Hey, be faithful with the little. Be faithful where, where you're at. Be faithful uh, uh, being a student in school. Be faithful being under authority with your teachers. Be faithful uh, uh, being a servant in your church, servant in your youth group. Be faithful with the little right now. To be a minister today uh, means being a, a minister right now. It means, it means uh, doing the things that the habits that you're going to form in your life now that will one day create and be a part of your, of your, of your ministry later, uh, give to missions now before you ever ask people to give to you as a missionary, um, um, serve how you would now, how you'd want people to serve in your church someday, learn how to follow somebody else's vision before you ever lead with the vision God's given you learn how to be a great follower, learn how to be a great steward, um, be a campus minister now before you ever stand on a stage and ask for people come to on. come to know Christ. These are things you can do right now, like Christ, 
who grew in wisdom and grew in stature, favor with God and favor with man. Yeah. It starts in your everyday life right now. That's so good. Um, Gil, let me ask you the same question, you know, cause you're, you're, you're serving right now as a youth pastor. So you're working with students, you know, day in, day out, week in, week out, um, practical first step for students, um, that want to say, okay, I'm not going to be a minister one day. I'm going to be a minister today. What's that? What do you, what do you see? What do you, what's that look like? So I think that there's, there's two probably schools of thought that I fall into. If, if there's students who are looking to take like a practical step. Um, so one is, is you, when you look around, like probably your, your youth group in your church, you should be asking yourself the question, where can my gifts help make a difference or where is there a need? And then you apply your gifts to the area that there needs to be help or you apply like your, you know, your energy and effort to the areas of need, because those are the, probably the two things that you can do to really like create a better, environment that you can start to like step out in faith and push yourself. And obviously like, I think like you want to be thinking at your school, you want to look around there too. like probably think, you know, what student looks like they don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. That's probably a great place to start. If you're trying to like really step into ministry, like Jesus very much, we talked about this on the last one, right? Do for the one, which you wish you could do for many. Look for the one that doesn't have anyone. Look for the sheep that's wandered away is injured that Jesus had to carry back and then befriend them because that's probably how you're going to start to unpack God's calling for your life, whether you were in full-time vocational ministry or whether you're a carpenter, whether you work for, you know, a, a TV broadcast company, whether you're a YouTube star, whether you get, you know, a, a politician, it doesn't really matter. Like you want to look around yourself and ask the questions like, where's their need? And then try to fill that need. Or, you know, if your gifts fit it, like go, go and try to apply them there as well. Yeah. I love it. So good. So Michael, let me come back to you and um, tell us another story. I mean, you told us an incredible story in the last podcast about a student that was really living out that principle of, of do for the one, what you wish you could do for all. Um, what what student are you thinking of right now that is doing ministry today, not waiting for one day? Yeah, I think of a young seventh grade girl who was at a summer camp and she was at an altar and she felt like the Lord whispered in her heart, Africa. And uh as a seventh grade girl, she felt this calling to be a missionary to Africa. And when that happens, you know, you can't leave as a seventh grade public school student and straight up reach right. out and go to Africa. <laughs> Buying a plane ticket, let's go. <laughs> you know, you know, you're not going to do that. So what can happen as a default is to tell yourself, oh, that's just someday. I'll just, you know, I'll think about that later. No, rather than being a missionary someday, she's a missionary today in that same altar she felt like the Holy Spirit said, hey, I want you to give $15,000 to missions to help reach people in Africa. Mm. This is a seventh grade girl. Not only was called to be a missionary, but was called to give to missions before she ever asked anyone to give to her as a missionary. And so this young girl felt like God said, hey, I want you to give $15,000 by the time you graduate middle school. She was in seventh grade, which means she had two years to come up with this money. This young girl um, decided she was going to raise cattle, raise them, and then sell them to give the money away. And uh, this girl uh, graduates middle school. And uh, before the money was due, she was $1,000 short. She had come up with $14,000. Someone heard about it, wrote a check for the other thousand. And this girl was able to give $15,000 by the time she graduated middle school. And I love this so much. Is because this girl heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, was prompted, wasn't just prompted and said, oh, I'll do that someday. 
she decided to obey and be a missionary today. And what's so dope is you want to know what's going to be amazing is when this girl starts to raise a missionary budget, I guarantee you she will set a missionary budget in record time because she has developed the heart of generosity as a student now and been faithful with the little now that someday there's going to be loads of people that can't wait to invest into her to send her as a missionary to Africa. Come on. That is a story I think about what it means to be a minister today and not just someday. Come on. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Micah, this has been great. Um, These episodes with you have been so inspiring, so encouraging. uh, And also, I think, really practical for students that are listening to be able to kind of wrap their head around, okay, here's what a first step looks like for me. Here's how I grow, you know, in this this area or in this way as a leader. And students, I'd encourage you to do that. You know, like we we don't do this podcast just so we can kind of hang out and talk and have good conversations. We do this because we want to equip you and we want to challenge you to take that first step, whatever that is and um, kind of write that down, put that somewhere, even maybe give yourself a deadline for like when you're going to do it. So uh, it's so good. And I'm sure students that if you reached out to Micah, uh, he'd encourage you as well. So um, how, how do students find you? Uh, how do they how do they send you a message? Yeah, I would definitely encourage them. I just wouldn't give them financial advice. But I would definitely encourage <laughs> We've established them. that. We've established it's good. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at, uh, at Pastor Micah Mack. Awesome. So students, drop, drop Mike a DM. Uh, tell him thank you for being part of the podcast. Um, and uh, hang with us for the next episode coming out. We'll be doing an overtime episode with the rest of the LTG podcast crew here in the studio uh, talking about this leadership principle that uh, Micah unpacked for us. And we'll be taking a little bit further. Um, we'll have a good conversation about that. So you can check out that episode. Uh, students, we hope this content has been helpful to you. If it has, please uh, give us a rating. Give us a review. Um, we'll give you a shout out if you do and uh, feel free to tag us on social media as well you can tag us at ltg conference you can find me at aaron holt yeah and you can find me at gilbo swaggins but remember students you're called to lead your generation we encourage you to lead with passion for christ and love for others 